0: Welcome back. And as always, let's get straight into it. So today we're going to talk about authenticity. Now, we had a previous podcast titled Authenticity. Do I know what we talked about? Absolutely not. And I don't always listen back on my podcast because I actually don't like listening to my own voice, which is weird. But it's, you know, how they say like doctors make the worst patients. It's just like that. Like I'm really good at coming up with these ridiculous theories and kind of wanting to figure them out and venture into them but I'm not the best at actually absorbing information in this way because for me it's action-oriented it's trial and error so it's the journey of discovery that has led me to where I am today the distinction that we want to make with authenticity and I hope I'm not contradicting anything that I said in the other podcast but I doubt that everyone here has listened to it since it was such a long time ago The theory with authenticity, it's not a theory, I think we can all agree at this point probably, is that when someone says to go be authentic, it means go be true to yourself in as much power and extent and measure that you can possibly be. And it's really easier said than done because a lot of people don't know their truth. Number one, a lot of people don't know exactly who they are, and yes, it is because of maybe certain relationships in their life that are holding them back, or it's because of paths that they took or listening to society and other people or not defining things for themselves and choosing, making decisions in the correct manner for their true selves. Do I have an answer for how to find your true self? No, because I haven't found my true self yet. It is still a very long journey for me. And I really do think that it's a developing feeling. I feel like you can find your truth, but that's different than finding your true self. Your truth is really a statement or the passion or your you know, meaningful journey that you decide to embark on and sustain and maintain. And a lot of people have, it. a lot of successful people know their truth, but their your true self, I think, is something that is always changing and adapting with your different roles. And so... Back to authenticity, what I want to bring out to you guys, and that's something that I've been learning as I've been learning how to just trust myself and really just reel in everything that I'm expecting to receive externally and to try to develop and maintain and sustain that internally, is authenticity is different when it is portrayed or displayed in connection with an external source versus internal And what does that really mean? It just means being authentic is different when you're actually communicating with a person, like an external source, like a human being or in a relationship versus with yourself. And my theory so far is that anything that you do should first be initiated and defined internally. And then you can go ahead and you can start to bring that into the world and to interact with people. And we'll take authenticity today But it's, it's hard because, and I want to preface by saying it's not, this is not something that we're taught when we're little growing up, you're not told, and that's not the way we learn, right? As sponges, you don't really go and you, you discover a new concept like authenticity or vulnerability, and you don't really take it for yourself. And you say, oh, this is a nice little gem. Like, what do I do with this? What do I want to make it? How do I want to make it my own? No, we don't really do that. We see it and we see it in the ways that different people in our life inhabit it or hold on to it. And that's why when a lot of people grow up, you can see a diversity, right? a diverse set of how people view and act on concepts like vulnerability and how some people think of it as something that is negative and something that should never be done. It almost feels like a weakness versus some people who use it in a powerful position, because it's a good thing. Being vulnerable is a good thing. And it is not related to shame. The You know, a lot of people relate vulnerability to shame. So that's why you get a diverse set of opinions and thought processes and behaviors just based on, again, because when we're little, when we see stuff and concepts of human, you know, humanity, we define it based on how we see it acted out around us. Now, what would be a better way if I were to start all over? And hopefully, you know, maybe would my kids do it a little bit more different? Is when you're introducing stuff like you know, sharing your your food or vulnerability or you know, whatever it is, it's to be like, hey, this is what it is, and think about how you've done it in your life or how you want it to do do it in your life. And in that way, in that method, by identifying it and just. Asking yourself some questions, you can begin to ultimately just define it for yourself and define it for how you've seen yourself do it because it is very biased to just view it, you know, with how people in your life do it. Because, again, you just never know who's actually in your life and you don't know at that time whether it is the correct way or not. Is it a perfect way? No. But what that process does with self-reflection is that it allows you to initiate a relationship with that concept with yourself. And I know this is probably far fetched, but, uh, and I don't know if it's making any sense. But again, it's, it's, it's all in, all in effort, all in a sense, so that when we are now grown up and we're trying to practice some of these concepts and see them through in our relationship, when we're doing all of that, we are housing some of those separately in an internal and an external environment. And what that allows you to do is sustain. For example like authenticity to sustain authenticity in your true self to sustain vulnerability in your true self and to if you need it to change it if you if you seek it out in an external relationship and you notice that it needs to be changed or something happens in that relationship you can take the concept back internally where it is housed and it is solely defined in there and you can adjust it the goal here is to what? It's to not depend on external sources because they are out of our control. If you remember our lessons with Epictetus, focus what's on your control versus not. And so when the external world, for example, when we're just talking about human beings and relationships and connections, when those change, your concepts of vulnerability or validation or authenticity are not swayed or are not i guess completely ruined by that external source so what ends up happening is that you can you know anything externally can impact you in any way as much as you let it impact you but if you house things internally and they're housed in a concrete area with everything else and you learn to develop them in there and then display them you know outwardly into the external world then the external world doesn't have as much power. A person coming into your life doesn't have as much power to take you down or even bring you up too much. Um, it's it's a balance of sorts. So it's not all good or all bad. You get a bit of both, but it's the healthier way of doing things because most, if not all people fall into the bad part of it to where a person can come in and disrupt and redefine and. Make you believe that some you know <laughs> that you're not validated or that you are too much validated or that you're not authentic or too authentic, and it makes you just think of yourself in different ways. and I think that's a lot of where the mental health disagreements with with yourself when you're in a relationship that's I think that's where they all begin is because the concepts that we should dearly hold close to our hearts and initiate and define and sustain internally within ourselves for ourselves by ourselves is not something that is being done and so it just becomes easy for the external world to influence you because it influences everything else a person coming into your life influences so much more than you can think because of our unconscious mind the way that they treat you the way that i mean your unconscious mind processes things that you're not aware of so depending on what the person is doing you're you're not you're I mean you get the thought at the end but that the process of how the thought actually comes to be a thought that is part of the unconscious mind that you cannot actually see it happening but you do have an impact of changing it. You do have a spot to where you can actually have control over that because it is the mind. That is something that you can 100% control, but it requires a lot of discipline and it requires you to be there for yourself before you end up needing someone else or external source to be there for you. Sometimes that external source is not a person, right? It could be a job. A lot of people define themselves based on their jobs, based on they identify their role and their actual existence based on the impact that they have or the role that they serve. And so external sources don't just have to be people. We just use people because it's the most common basis to go upon. And we derailed here a little bit, but the main point is any of these concepts that we talked about, It is different having them with yourself versus with someone else externally, internal versus external. We talked about why it could impact and why you should have them exist internally first. But to talk about the concept like authenticity, being authentic with yourself is a different game than being authentic with someone else. Because being authentic with yourself is the true sense of authenticity. It is the most true amount of authentic that you can be because you know yourself and you can actually control 100% of the relationship that you have with your authentic self versus when you bring authenticity into the world where you're not in control of and you are just influencing it then you take parts of the authenticity of what you learned about the concept of authenticity and you bring it out onto the world and with different people It plays out differently based on what? Based on their perspectives of what it means to be authentic, based on their experience of being authentic or other people being authentic to them. Like I said, with some concepts, I highly value vulnerability, for example. That is something that is, you know, so close to my heart because I'm so vulnerable with myself. And because through vulnerability, I have made some of the biggest mistakes that I can think of, but that have led me to the best successes in my book and because of that I value vulnerability to such a high degree but again I take that externally and I meet someone who has never been vulnerable or who views vulnerability as a form of shame when it's not and then it becomes it becomes something different right then vulnerability is is not as pure in this sense because it's impacted by someone else and my connection with them so if I value that connection it's going to be a battle Right, of maybe dumbing down my vulnerability a little bit or trying to teach them. But at the end of the day, the takeaway is understand that the relationship of some of these concepts between you and yourself is different than that when it exists with you in the world, whether it's people or a job or a role or whatever it is. And it's really important to understand that because you need to sustain all of these within yourself first before you can actually bring them out into the world in a healthy manner. Because right now they're brought out (laughs) just doesn't always end up how we want it to, does it?